I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Leaving Eden Podcast. My name is Gavrielle Hakoen. And I'm cult expert Sadie Carpenter. Cult expert and cult survivor Sadie Carpenter. Sadie, do you want to introduce the fine people to what we're talking about today? Absolutely. So today we are talking about one of the most notorious fundies of them all, the transformed wife, a.k.a. Lori Alexander, or as the snarkers know her, Aunt Lori. The content that she puts out displays a level of internalized misogyny and purity culture and hatred that is really hard to parallel even among fundies. Because of that, we have invited the amazing Jen from the YouTube channel Fundy Fridays to bring the extra snark and the extra feminist back up to today's episode, and Jen will be joining us in just a moment. I am so excited for this. As we all know, Jen is the leader of the Fundy Snarking Movement. <laughs> the leader of the, <laughs> the Fundy leader. Snarking Movement. Yeah, and, and the, the number one Fundy Snarker on Earth. Um but before we get into that, the Leaving Eden podcast is the podcast about my BFF and co-host Sadie Carpenter's life in and escape from the independent fundamental Baptist cult, the cult in which she was raised. We talk about this cult. We talk about other cults. We talk about religion, fundamentalism, and the real and present threat that cults and cult ideologies pose to society as a whole. And it is our goal to promote freedom of mind, freedom of thought, and freedom of religion. So if you like our show if you're a fan of our show then i would love it if you would consider supporting us on our patreon which is patreon.com slash leaving eden podcast as you know we upload to our patreon extended and uncensored versions of most of our episodes so 
I know that there's about to be a couple of times when our conversation with Jen goes completely off the rails. And if you want to hear that, subscribe to our Patreon to get all of the funny outtakes. You can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Eden Exodus. You can join our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Eden Exodus. If you just hit that like, hit that follow, hit that subscribe button on wherever you get your podcast, you will get our new episodes every Monday. Plus, I would also recommend if this is your first time listening to our show, you can go back and check out episode 57, which is a primer episode for new listeners. We also have in-depth overviews of the Duggars, Bill Gothard and the IBLP. We have episodes about Welcome to Plathville. We have episodes about Girl Defined. We have episodes about Paul and Morgan. You know, if you love Fundy Snarking, we've got those episodes for you. We've also got episodes about the theological concepts as well. Um, maybe consider also checking out our recent review of Ginger Duggar's book, Becoming Free Indeed. Sadie, is there anything else I need to say before I get into thanking the patrons? No, let's go ahead and thank our patrons. I'll give us a quick trigger warning and we will jump into this awesome chat that we had with Jen. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. So we have two I gave it all to your patrons. Your names are Kathleen Moncrief and Melissa Mosley. Thank you guys so much for being amazing. We truly do love you. Yes, we do. You guys are fantastic and we love you so much. We have many Faith Promise Missions tier patrons, and we love our Faith Promise Missions tier patrons as well. Faith Promise Missions tier patrons, your names are Alex Todd, Alicia Guild, Ali Allen, Anisha Patel, Brittany, Brooke Tully, Krissa, Crystal Patterson, Dear Ethan Hansen the Musical, Eleanor Donahue, Emery Fairlosser, Hannah Ross, Hope Norum, Horton Hears a Shane. I'm just here to send Sadie True Crime Podcast Suggestions, a.k.a. Meg. Janine Callen, Jen Kaharski, Jessica Tambo, Jonna K. Turwee, Kristen Marie, Lauren Vanderwall, Linda Morgan, Lindsay Goss, Lorena Watson, MC Crunchwrap, hashtag the boy who cried sauce, Michaela Upright, Madeline Antrim, Madeline Cusick, Marlena Stuve, Mary Williams, Mary Martin, Megan Arendt, Rob the Methodist, Sarah Reese, Scooby Sleuth, Stephanie Johnson, Susie, Tara McNamara, The Lady Rabbi, Tiffany Enderby, Walnut, Son of Walnut, and as always, to round out our Faith Promise Missions tier patrons. Wes the Cowboy. Thank you so much, Wes the Cowboy. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our patrons over on Patreon. A special thank you to the I Gave It All in Faith Promise Missions tiers. But to all of you, we appreciate you so much. And also to all of the people who've just told their friends and their family and everyone that they know about this show. Um, because that's the biggest way that we grow our audience is from you. Um, and so we do love you. Yes, we do. We don't love anyone as much as you. Oh, no. I just triggered all the <laughs> the former IFBs among us. 
listen to our five-part series, First Family of Fundamentalism, to understand that joke. Uh, Sadie, do you want to hit us with a trigger warning, and then we will get into our fundy snarking with Jen? Absolutely. In general, we talk about a lot of potentially triggering topics on this show, including but not limited to mental health, suicide, racism, misogyny, PTSD, PTSD symptoms, child abuse, mental, physical, sexual abuse, and spiritual abuse, including guilt, shame, and fear. In most episodes, we'll mention at least a few of these topics, but we try to avoid any graphic detail at all, any further description of these topics, unless it's relevant to the story that we're telling. And we will give you a heads up before we go into detail on any of these topics or anything else that we know could potentially be triggering to someone. In this episode, trigger warning for all of the misogyny. This episode is discussing misogyny from the beginning to the end. We will also be talking briefly about physical child abuse, um, people spanking their children. We will also have an extended discussion of marital rape, but we won't go into a lot of detail on that at all. Yikes. Ugh. Yeah. And this is why Jen is here, because Jen is going to help us get through all of these topics with uh, with grace and a lot of humor. <laughs> I'm sure that a large portion of our audience is already more than familiar with our guest for this episode. They are the host of the amazing, fantastic YouTube channel, Fundy Fridays, and they also cover famous fundies with uh, delightful wit and sarcasm. Jen is here with us today to bring the feminist backup as we cover someone who I consider to be one of the big bads when it comes to internet fundies. Hello, Jen. Welcome to Leaving Eden. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm, I'm so, so excited glad to be here. Ah. As we all know, Jen is the leader of the fundy snarking movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm the anti-hero. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to say, okay, so... My wisdom tooth surgery ended up not being long enough to have to listen to two podcasts, but you were my second right after Trixie and Katya's podcast that I was going to listen to as I was well, thank drilled you so into. Much. <laughs> wow. I had it That's lined up incredible. and everything. I made a playlist called Tooth Hurdy. <laughs> uh, I had a friend text me today that she was listening to Leaving Eden while getting a tattoo. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Is, so, is is this friend a deconstructorino or is this friend just like a, a, a normie like me? She's a deconstructorino <laughs> from like a slightly different sh uh, sphere of life. <laughs> deconstructorino listening to Leaving Eden podcast while getting a tattoo. You love to see it. I didn't start out like at all, like even concerning myself with deconstruction when I started my channel. But now that like a large portion of my audience is like that, like I feel very protective of them. Like they're I, like my babies. <laughs> How did you get into fundies? Um, <laughs> do you I, have like a stump speech for this? I do, but it's like underwhelming. So <clears throat> I was not raised religious and I was <laughs> an only child. So I was just obsessed with the Duggars, anything on TLC. And so that kind of started that process. Um, and I was like kind of lightly following them and then when i used to work overnights at the nursing home that was my job for a long time i started going on free ginger and then i was on free ginger like just casually and then the first set of josh scandals came out and i literally watched the world like explode <laughs> like from behind the scenes it's so fascinating and i i love getting to have 
uh, an audience for our show that's like half and half people who are deconstructing and people like you. Yeah, I'm it's, like the anthropologist. Yes, it is absolutely <laughs> an anthropological interest. So, Jen, let's talk about the transformed wife. Would have you, you like talked to? about her at all? We have. I don't know if we've even mentioned her. We or might have the pearls. <laughs> have we talked about the pearls? Yes, we have not done a full episode on them yet, but we have kind of explained who they are. They're well. They're kind of like one and the same. She's like the <laughs> hype yeah. man. Yeah. Um, would you grace us with your a little introduction of Lori Alexander? Laurieann Alexander was born September 1st, 1958. She lives, <laughs> my notes say, <laughs> she lives in California and she's a miserable old bag who hates life. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, oh she God. makes, she literally is like, let's see if she was born in 58. Yeah, she is a boomer. Um, she kind of represents everybody's i wouldn't say everybody because some people don't have terrible family members but she's like everybody's like inappropriate bigoted boomer family member who you just kind of put up with her at christmas because this might be her last one you know <laughs> <laughs> but she just says like the most horrible stuff and she is a huge advocate for child abuse she loves child abuse and she regularly gives horrible um dangerous advice to women um in especially she seems to be fixated on um how once you get married just consent goes out the window um because she is really fixated on that <laughs> Lori has an opinion on everything, and unlike some of the fundies we've discussed, they are all bad. Yeah. I think something I do a lot is I want to give credit where credit is due. You know, when, when fundies <laughs> have 99 terrible opinions and then, like, one good one, um, because I feel like that's fair, but Lori's opinions are so bad. Uh, I want to talk about kind of how she got to where she is, um, and and... Maybe do like a like a history of her journey. Well, she so apparently, according to her, she was this horrible, mean wife who would withhold sex to her husband. Um, and then she, I don't, she was a Christian the whole time, so I don't know at what point her transformation occurred. Maybe it was just like she just said that it occurred, but she transformed, <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, now she is submissive and does anything she can to you know, help her marriage. Um, I know that allegedly she was cheated on by Ken. Ken's her husband. Yeah. See, I'm getting all over the place. So what I found, Lori was raised Christian, but her upbringing was tainted by the horrible monster of feminism, um, uh. which led her to have expectations <laughs> of her husband. One really interesting thing that I found. Oh, no. <laughs> she expected him to be an adult human person, um, which is clearly incorrect. So one thing that I found that was interesting is that Ken was originally planning on being a pastor. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. I have to say, I'm really glad that he went another direction because knowing Fundy pastor's wives and how much they set the tone for every woman in the congregation she would have really made some poor unsuspecting people entirely miserable. Let me say something about that. Ken lacks the charisma. He could never do it. Because I'll tell you this, Lori is an evil person, but she is that bitch. 
Like yeah. she is the icon of of bigoted housewives. And she <laughs> she's got that X factor. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 pulling no punches here. No, the the, the interesting thing to me about Laura Alexander is um aka the transformed wife, I guess, uh, is that she She's the one famous fundy or, or fundy influencer or whatever that I've seen that's actually managed to see her her like tweets and her social media posts reach outside of the the fundy sphere. She's famous. Yeah, because like I mean, you go on Facebook or or whatever, and you'll see like somebody sharing a Lori Alexander tweet, and it'll be like, "This is the version that, that this is the future that the right wing wants for us." But like. Mm-hmm. You you do see her saying j- just the wildest stuff, and it will pop up just outside of the fundy sphere and the fundy snarking sphere. Yeah, her uh, the tattooed was it debt free virgins without tattoos. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way to say it, but yeah, I've seen that on a lot of different things. Obviously, there's that famous picture of Riley Reed, the porn star, um, with that quote attributed to her, and then Lori retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so if you related. didn't know you should look it up oh my god this, this is-, is so related to what we were talking about last week though with the rage baiting in the manosphere <gasps> like somebody posts a, a super controversial take and the goal of that post is not really to get people to agree with them the goal is to get people mad enough to quote tweet it and talk about it and make response videos now, I don't necessarily believe that Lori is internet savvy enough to have done that on purpose. Um, I am just not convinced that this woman understands how big the internet is. But So I, I tend to think that she accidentally stumbled into this very viable content creation method. I, I think Lori Alexander is like, cause she's actually crazy enough to think all of the things that she says on the internet. Yes. Um, That's the other piece of the puzzle that yeah. makes her so darkly fascinating. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I mean, we know like Paul and Morgan are, are clickbait fiends. Mm-hmm. They, they, they uh, love that stuff, but they kind of look at, I, I, I can imagine if you were like a Lori, if you're like a Paul and Morgan, or you were like a girl defined uh, Bethany Beale, type person you could look at Lori alexander and say you know she gets a lot of engagement should we copy that style but of course they could never like go as far as the miserable like uh, hateful vile stuff that she says sorry go ahead jen (laughs) she reminds me of trump where if what (laughs) she's saying wasn't like indicative of like actual problems um it'd be hilarious yes because like yeah she's like yeah, you're right. Girl Defined, Paul and Morgan, they could never come up with anything as simple as the the insane shit she says. The problem for me is that I think, I don't know about Paul and Morgan, but I believe in my heart that Girl Defined agrees with most of what Lori has to say. They're just presenting it in a much more palatable manner. Yeah, they're like neutral aesthetic Lori Alexander. Because these modern fundies, especially these, um, like, influencer ones they want to have it all right like they want to be submissive and be anti-feminist but they still want to have jobs and have you know autonomy and be girl bosses Lori, i think she's even said like if if they outlawed voting for women she would be fine with it oh yeah she's ready to do that (laughs) (laughs) she's ready for it yeah the other thing that's really interesting to me about all of these fundies is is that it seems like because th- this is the other thing. I- I'm sure that you saw that. You know how Paul and Morgan are like, oh, we're doing music now uh, because the Grammys are so sinful. Mm-hmm. Um, it- 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 
it's it's always odd to me how they're like at the same time they're just like mainstream culture is evil but at the same time they're like constantly seeking the approval of mainstream culture yes. whereas Lori <laughs> Alexander is just like mainstream culture i hate all of you <laughs> yep. you all are going to burn in hell and i'm just gonna say shit to make you mad all the time and i'm going to 100 like i you're going to hell and you deserve it and i fucking hate you like that's her like that's carissa her bridge collins, she- I'm, I'm fairly sure that carissa collins has reposted transformed wife mm-hmm. tweets and content at some point on her instagram stories but transformed wife would absolutely go after carissa for the music that she Nobody's uses in the safe. background for her little dancing videos with she went after things. ginger yeah i mean oh my goodness we're gonna have to talk about her <laughs> yeah, dude, there's, she's involved herself in like every person in the fundy cinematic universe like she has <laughs> she involved herself is the perfect way to put that <laughs> i want to back up and talk about a little more background of who this person is just in case we have anybody who's you mean there's people up. that don't know <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I I wasn't familiar with her until like Sadie was like, "You need to look up who Lori Alexander is," and then I I like look up the tweets and I'm like, "Oh, I've seen this. I've mm-hmm. seen this." <laughs> so yeah. Lori had like she she was she had a Christian values. She was raised Christian. Her parents insisted that she go to college. Uh, she didn't want to. She went to college to be a teacher. She hated it. She met her husband Ken. And they got married pretty young, but not like fundy young. They got married at 22, 23. And um, Lori was still continuing as a teacher while being married to Ken. And they had their first child. We're going to get pretty deep into Lori's issues with the concept of consent. Um, This was a pattern Mm. that started really early. She sabotaged her birth control in order to get pregnant with a second child. Because Ken said, well, Ken said, well, when you have two kids, daycare won't be worth it anymore. So then you can quit your job and be a stay-at-home parent. And that's what she really wanted to do. So she sabotaged her birth control. um, Wow. Which seems like a very normal and healthy thing to do in a relationship rather than having a talk with your partner. Um, I think, yeah, this is pretty obvious, but that's assault. Like, yes, that is not okay. (laughs) And I'm sure he would have been fine with having more children. She didn't need to do that anyway. Yeah. And like partners disagree about the number and timing of children. Healthy partners disagree about the number and timing of children all the time. And healthy partners find a way to compromise and work through that. Yeah. That's, Uh, that's tough. That's tough. So she just like, I mean, she just made that decision and said, this is, that's, that's wild that she didn't, you know, everything that she's saying now about Mm -hmm. women decision making. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's sabotaging her own birth control. I mean, this was before her transformation. So, you know, that's Jesus fixed it, but she probably would. I don't know what she said about that. There's like a video about everything, but I'm sure she would have said, that was wrong to lie to my husband, but at least I got a baby, which is God's plan. Right. Like she, she would have said the means justify the ends. She became a stay at home parent to her at the time, two children. And I think now she has four. Oh, sorry. Uh, I want to interrupt. Yes, go ahead. She, th- there's a bunch of inconsistencies cause she's a liar slash, right. um, because she had a nanny mm-hmm. and Yeah. So I just want to bring it up that she says she was a stay-at-home, which I guess, sorry, if that sounds 
fucked up take it out. I'm trying to say she could she could have very well been a stay-at-home parent and had the help of a nanny, but she is so on her platform about anti like having anybody else raise your kids and anti-working. So Yes. So I mean it is it is really hard to be a parent and go to work and then pick up your kid from daycare and then go home and try to be present with your kid and be a good parent in that reduced time. And there are people who work really hard to do a good job of that. It is really hard to be a stay-at-home parent or a full-time parent in the house, taking care of your kid with very little help or no help. That is also very difficult. Um, I am a full-time parent and also have a business, and that is difficult. I don't shame anybody for getting childcare help however they need it to accomplish their goals in their life because parents are fully formed human people who are adding raising a child to the rest of what makes them themselves. However, Lori is all about, you know, women are made for child rearing. You can do it all by yourself and you can be a stay-at-home mom and just depend on God. And then she went out and got a nanny because she mm -hmm. couldn't do it all by herself or apparently wasn't depending on God enough. The hypocrisy is the issue. She's she's not frogging, man. She's got a frog harder. <laughs> oh man. So okay, so let's speaking of people being expected to be fully formed humans, um Lori says that in the in the twenty-three unhappy years at the beginning of their marriage, she feels that she was expecting Ken to be perfect. How she defines that is that she expected Ken to be an equal partner. So what she thought would be a good idea would be if she kept the house and cared for the kids during the day while Ken went to work at a job to earn money to support the family. And then when Ken was off work, they would both collaborate on house care and child care for the remainder of the day. That's very reasonable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she also wanted him to like generally clean up his own messes, not leave dirty dishes in the living room or newspapers all over the floor. And she was mad at him because he would sit around watching TV while she was scrambling to get all of the house care done. That is her definition of expecting perfection. And she says it was a waste of time. Man, she has... <laughs> What? Who is this transformation benefiting? Well, Ken, I guess. Ken, like clearly. what? That sounds sounds like you should have yelled at him more. Yeah, <laughs> so they had they had constant conflict in his in their marriage because he was perfectly happy sitting around watching TV and having like a live-in full-time servant. That that is that is so frustrating to me that her that her bar for perfection. And, and one of the things that she mentioned was newspapers thrown around on the floor. And I want to know who reads the newspaper like that. Oh, I was going to say that's an old person thing to complain about. <laughs> this was something that I read about. Apparently, Ked said on a podcast that one point he asked her what everything that he'd ever done wrong was. And she told him everything that he'd ever done wrong. And it took her like three days. <laughs> Dude. So I don't know, Jen, I don't know if you're a Simpsons person, but there's there's a Simpsons episode where Homer and Marge go to a marriage retreat uh, sponsored by their church. And one of the activities that their pastor has them do is he has 
Marge list out all of the things that frustrate her about Homer. And there's this there's this scene cut. Like she starts off and she rambles on for a bit, and then they, the scene cuts to like three hours later, and her voice is all hoarse. And she's, <laughs> well, I guess that's about all I can think of right now. <laughs> and that is exactly what I imagine from this podcast appearance so, that Ken made. This must be a real thing then, if it's being joked about on The Simpsons and Lori did it. I mean, Lori's about the same age as as Homer and Marge were when they when like uh, the Simpsons started. Or, I wonder if he was watching the Simpsons on the TV all day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, my husband <laughs> watches the Simpsons on the TV all day, but he also is <laughs> a really big clean freak, so he does a lot of housework uh, while he watches the Simpsons, which is fine. This is this is sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it is. I think there's, I, I have a whole like conspiracy theory about this. What? Do tell. <laughs> so, okay. The, the whole thing in patriarchy and complementarianism is that there are women's activities and men's activities mm-hmm. and corresponding areas in which the quote unquote opposite gender is supposed to be completely helpless. So I did hear teaching growing up in the IFB like, well, a man should know how to make a basic dinner uh, women should know how to change a tire just in case your partner gets terribly injured or something and can't help you. Like Jill Rodriguez's sister, Amy, who became paralyzed in mm-hmm. an accident. I'm sure her husband cooks for their children or did until their oldest daughter was grown up enough to be the next mom. What if this setup is meant to foster codependence and keep both members of a couple in the cult as long as just one of them wants to stay in the cult. So we I, talked about this. Go ahead. Like, That's so smart. You're going to have the feds at your door. Like you just cracked the code. Like, <laughs> I mean, is, is that like is something that they don't explicitly say? I just assumed that was true. So, okay. So thinking back to the Jonestown episode, John Stone, the little boy who Jim Jones claimed he was the father of John Stone's father, Timothy was headed towards leaving the people's temple. He was like ready to get out one foot out the door when the kid was born. Grace, John's mother, was more committed to the people's temple at the time. So Jim Jones coerced Timothy and Grace Stone into listing himself as the father on the birth certificate so that he would have legal rights to their child. And that made Timothy Stone stay in the people's temple for like six more years. Later on, Grace left the People's Temple, but then Timothy had to stay because he had because he needed to have legal rights. He didn't have any legal rights to his own son, and he wanted to watch out for his son. So take that concept. I've also talked about how my lack of education made it much more difficult for me to make my own life after leaving the IFB. Yeah. So in IFB, or Biblical Patriarchy, or Strict Complementarianism— The wife has no job history. Ideally, she never went to college at all or had a job, quote, out in the world. She has no resume beyond years of grueling domestic labor. On the other hand, the husband has no idea how to maintain a home, cook for himself, do his own laundry, sew on his own buttons. So they need each other. The wife might think, if I leave the church, he will leave me. And I cannot support myself. I have no job skills. The husband might be thinking, if I leave the church, she might leave me. 
And how can I manage both a job and a household when I have no idea how to do things around the house? Well, even compare this to when we were talking a few weeks ago during our uh, our episode on the IFB marriage book uh, on mm-hmm. Patreon, um, our, our Patreon special episode about that IFB marriage and sex advice book with the 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 sex tip that was dress me up in my PJs. Like, oh God, R.I.P. Ford, you would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, we're, no, we're, it, it was it was literally like have your husband bring you fresh PJs and put them on you. Like the sheer helplessness of grown adults in fundamentalism is like like the the, the fetishization of that is truly baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like their insistence on claiming that that is a virtue. Mm. And of course, there's also all the emphasis on childlike faith, having the faith of a child. No, it's interesting because when we were talking about uh, like food, even um, I remember uh, I don't know if this actually made it into the episode, but I, when we were doing our food episode a couple months ago, you were talking to me about how um, there are certain food cooking things that it is acceptable for a man to do. So if there is a grill involved, then it's okay mm-hmm. for a man to do that. But if it's like a stove or if it's like an <laughs> oven, absolutely not. Yeah, how stupid is that? That literally, like, because of this patriarchy uh, this idea that we made up like there are gendered meats like (laughs) stupid (laughs) well obviously hot you have to have the hot dog for men (laughs) of course um, yeah (laughs) right but it but it does it it fosters codependency and what i've seen from a lot of years of looking at and dealing with people who are deconstructing you, if a person is married, you almost always see them deconstruct with their spouse. Yeah, probably. Otherwise, they would break up, right? <laughs> right, because otherwise they would break up. And also, they have been groomed into codependency. Like a very physical, uh, temporal, real-world codependency. Oh, I want to say one nice thing about like leaving a religion together is that that's like, it's probably really nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when you deconstruct it or what your story is, but I can imagine that it would be. It would mean so much more, and it's also like I don't know. You grow together as a couple in a way that you never could. Like I don't know. So from people, from people that I know who have gone through this, um, it's a very shaky time. It can be a, an incredible bonding experience. Sometimes people will deconstruct as a couple, and then one of them will like want to be a southern baptist and the other one's like nope i'm an atheist now and then all of a sudden you're in a mixed faith marriage that you never expected to be in Mm. and a lot of people make that work incredibly successfully and a lot of people just can't make that work i mean and a lot of people they'll you know they'll get out and they'll realize oh i am not compatible with this person at all yeah like oh i married this person because i was supposed to oh yeah so it, it's there's a spectrum of experiences, but as far as the initial steps out of this kind of religion, you most often see couples, if someone is married, you most often see them do it together. So um, Lori had these unrealistic expectations of her husband to not literally <laughs> throw trash on the floor. Unrealistic to who? <laughs> I mean, I live in Philadelphia. People throw trash on the ground all the time. It's a huge problem. Um, Maybe... Ken's there. Like- <laughs> <laughs> <They're> like, they- <laughs> his, 
So, okay, so Lori had these extremely unreasonable expectations, and this is where Michael and Debbie Pearl come in. Mm. Unfortunately for Lori and for all of the internet, she found the book created to be his helpmeet, which is the anti-feminist manifesto by Debbie Pearl. And she suddenly realized that the problem in her marriage was not that her husband was a misogynistic slob. The problem was that she just wasn't working hard enough. <laughs> so she went to her husband and apologized and poured her heart out to him and apologized for being such a terrible, nagging wife and expecting him to be a functional human being. And now they have a perfect marriage. Man, <laughs> I I tell you, I read so many like anti-feminist manifestos for the episode we did last week. Well, with with the manosphere with the incels, the difference is that um, a, a Debbie Pearl's manifesto is that it didn't end in a mass shooting. No, just a just a mass um, crippling of a generation of women emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah, you're right. It's like kind of more outward with incels, like they want to affect the real world, and then a lot of these like submission based anti feminists, like the Christian ones, it's very like. It's a you problem, individual woman. You need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, um, I know that Lori, she has had a non-cancerous brain tumor for a while. What I did not know until researching this episode is that the year she was initially diagnosed with this brain tumor was also the year that she had her transformation and became the transformed wife. Which oh. I would just like to state for the record is the worst superhero origin story ever. <laughs> Super villain. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like Magneto. Or, I didn't know like... that it was the same year. That does track. You want to, cause I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, you made these choices on your own, but I'm also yeah. like, man, you introduce anything to the brain and it really can change you. Well, you know what it's, you know what it's like for me, you know how for the longest, longest, longest amount of time, Kanye West was saying and doing like the most wildish and people were just like it's fine he's bipolar and yeah which is kind of ableist yeah. it, I mean it is kind of ableist because I know plenty of bipolar people who don't do any of that that he does but like I you know you just be like okay look I, he has he has a mental illness um, may, you know, and he's in a, a crazy place in his life in that he's always the center of attention wherever he goes. Maybe that's not the best for him. Maybe he just reacts in, in, in weird ways to stuff. And then it just keeps going and going. You're just like, oh, I got to defend this now. Uh, yeah, well, being know. bipolar doesn't mean that it makes you anti-Semitic. Like, that was a choice that's that true. he... <laughs> that was his right. choice to do that. Unlike slavery, anti-Semitism mm. is a choice. Oh, <laughs> man. See, the thing about Lori... He I, said I would, yeah. I would usually be so slow to want to make fun of like some lady with a brain tumor. That seems mean-spirited. The thing is that she continues to lean into it it's not just beliefs I don't like. It's beliefs that hurt people and encourage other people to hurt people. And that's I I feel like I say that over and over again and maybe I repeat myself too much, but that's the line. Well, like these women, like and young women too, probably they look up to her and they literally take what she says as is like this profound advice. And I can't imagine how they feel when she tells them that, you know, you need to let your husband assault you. Like they're taking that personally and they're, they're thinking like, what's wrong with me? How am I displeasing God? I'm, I'm a bad wife. When in reality, like you, like 
Lori told you the most like painful, horrible stuff. I don't. I'm, so I I'm getting frustrated. Wanna, I just don't like her. <laughs> no, I mean we can talk about that because I had that experience. Um, I was raised being told that from the time I was a little girl that that was what marriage was. Um, so I don't know if you want to dig into that, but I feel open to that if you want to. If you're comfortable, <laughs> talk about it. I'm good. I'm good. If I say anything, I don't want to say God. We will <laughs> cut it. <laughs> but that's. Um, I, I think a, a lot of it is being groomed into this. I know that's a really charged word right now, but I don't know of a better term to use. And if someone has a better term, please let me know. I mean, that's what it means. That's what it actually means. It's not like how they co-opted it. So I was hearing these teachings about there being no consent in marriage or no need for consent in marriage. I was hearing them in a veiled way that was meant to kind of go over kids' heads and be understood by adults Mm. from the time I was a kindergartner. And I was hearing it very specifically and blatantly from the time I was a preteen because preteen girls did start started marriage training, which absolutely sounds like something out of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. But th- this is th- thank you. But this is just what I it was the fabric of my life. It was this is what you will do for your husband one day. You will not always want to be physically intimate with him, but he wants it. He needs it every 48 to 72 hours Mm. or he will explode. And if you don't give it to him, he will go after some other woman and it will be your fault. So that was, you know, you, you learn facts as a child. People, someone tells you that two plus two is four. And you, yeah, and when you, when adults tell you things, of course you're going to believe them. Like they are the source of your reality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I don't even, <laughs> it's not even particularly traumatic for me to talk about it e- any more than, you know, for you to talk about when someone told you that two plus two is four, or how to spell mm-hmm. the word vacuum, <laughs> you know? Um, this was, just what I thought marriage was. And I've said this so many times, but I think this is one of the most powerful insights from my experience growing up. I learned that sex is something that a man does to a woman. Mm-hmm. And so this was this was normal to me. This was just what you have to do when you grow up and get married. So I think that when these young women are following Lori and accepting what she says, they are not looking for advice on is this something I have to do? Is having sex with my husband when I do not want to, or what we would say in the real world, when I do not consent, is this something I have to do? That's not the question they're asking, because it has always been something that they had to do. It is That has been always in their minds. The question that they are asking is, how do I mentally handle this thing that I must do? This thing that I have to do because I am married. That so, my mind. Because <laughs> I see, that, I see that kind of stuff. I see Girl Defined doing that same kind yeah. of thing. Like there, there's already this pre-established fact, you know, on how they were raised and what they believe about it, and then they're backing it up. And a lot of times, ugh, Lori does an awful job at it. But like Girl Defined, they try to take these ideals and they make them sound. Like they try to make them sound good. They don't, mm-hmm. but like, you know, they'll be like, it's okay to not be attracted to your spouse. It's okay. If um, you never have an orgasm, it's okay. If this, this and that, mm-hmm. because God or whatever the reason is, and mm-hmm. they have a much, 
they're more hip with the young people about it than Lori is. So yeah, that just kind of blew my mind because yeah, it is just kind of like trying to back it up and yeah, they're not looking for like, is this really something I have to do? Because that's not a question to them mm-hmm. because this has been in their minds as long as they, as long as they've been alive, practically the question that they're asking is how do I get through it? Of course, Lori doesn't give particularly good advice because she compared having sex with your husband to a gross chore that you don't want to do, like cleaning the toilet. With Ken, it might have been. What? To be fair. <laughs> Wait, so she she publicly compared sex with her husband to cleaning the toilet? Mm-hmm. Jen, can so you she, back me up? I feel like yeah, God, we just I, not believe I'll me. I'll paraphrase, but she was like, oh, you don't want to have sex with your husband? Uh, what was it? She was like, "Do you not clean the toilet when you need to clean it?" Okay. Does he? Does your husband not have to go to work when he doesn't feel like it? Is the cleaning the toilet thing? Is is that public confirmation that Lori Alexander eats? Ass? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I she does. It. I will. I will say she said that having sex with your husband when you don't like t- when you don't feel like it is like your husband going to work when he doesn't feeling feel like it. So is. <laughs> Lori Alexander saying that sex work is work is what I want to know. I think she wow, is. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly woke take from Lori, Lori Alexander, Alexander is going to be at a pride parade. <laughs> She's not a swerf. We dig it. We dig it. You know, but the thing that I do remember, I like, do you remember the, the Paul and Morgan video? One of the ones that we actually reviewed a, a couple weeks ago for Valentine's Day um, when we had Liat on um, that same episode. One of the things that when they were like the popular uh, sex advice that we reject that video that they made. Yes. One of the questions that they responded to was um, no, was, was that one of the takes that they responded to was you do not owe sex to anybody. And Morgan's response to this was, she said, if you're not a Christian, you don't understand what it means to love selflessly, which was basically her saying that if you put yourself in front of your husband's sexual desires, then uh, you don't love him selflessly enough, mm-hmm. which is uh, a, a, a crazy thing to say. The implications of that are truly insane, but I feel like she only really said it, but then she kind of like walked it back a little bit where I feel like she saw the wording of that take as woke and she had to reject it oh, even I mean- if she didn't actually disagree with it. So, oh, I just came up with an idea of an episode for you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, tell me what tell it is. Okay, so the like accidentally being woke and them getting mad about it reminds me of all these the fundies who are mad about the he gets us campaign oh, which yes. is funded by Hobby Lobby and then I've also seen like deconstructioners and like progressive Christians talk about it too and it's interesting to hear all of the takes at once but I think you all would be good at it especially Sadie because you actually understand the like Bible verses they're referencing <laughs> I would absolutely love to do an episode on the He Gets Us ads. Actually, we should pencil that in for the next month. Okay, we've got a couple, a a, we've got a couple of open slots. Man. <laughs> Send us anything that you think that we should do, and we'll we'll consider it, man. There, we have, like, oof, man. So, okay, so what you were talking about with, with Paul and Morgan. Paul and Morgan and Lori are kind of preaching the same message here. Mm-hmm. But Morgan was so ready to like walk it back and say, well, it's, you know, it's okay if you're really not feeling well, if you're sick, it's, it's really okay to tell your husband no for like one night or two nights. You know, that's fine. You just can't deprive him long term. And Lori is just like, nope, he gets what he wants when he wants it because he's the man. Um, Lori says that depriving your husband of sex causes Satan to tempt him, which seems like a lot for wow. Satan to keep track of. Satan's doing them like from 
sundown to sunup. Satan is busy. I mean, it's it's like Satan just sits there with like a little egg timer yep. for each particular <laughs> Christian man. And, you know, he flips it over <clears throat> when they have sex and then all the sand drips through 72 <laughs> hours at a time, like 72, 72 hours later. And there's a little assistant there ringing a bell to let Satan know that it's time to go tempt that guy. That's so funny. This is what I see when I, when I see this. <laughs> I mean, but that's what you were taught. You were literally taught that if a man doesn't have sex every uh, 48 to 72 hours, his nuts will literally explode like uh, and, and it'll be like an emergency. <laughs> that's only slightly hyperbole. Yeah, we're laughing because it's very serious. Like, <laughs> that's f***ed up. <laughs> yeah, but it's oh. it, like, it's, it's true. It's <laughs> wild. It's the wildest mm-hmm. shit I ever heard. No, I just I just feel bad. <laughs> Because well, you can't masturbate, yeah. you can't masturbate. So, right, like, what, what other, are you like do? the other part of this problem? So, okay, let's let's talk about something more cheerful. Let's talk <laughs> about how much Lori hates working mothers and loves like traditional gender roles. Shots fired, Sadie. It. She is the ultimate hypocrite too, because she literally. <sighs> she did the thing. She taught and raised, quote unquote, other people's kids. Yeah. Well, that's how she knows it's wrong is because she did it. <laughs> yeah, but the way she speaks about these, you know, evil people who work in daycares and are teachers and indoctrinate your children, it's it's so um spiteful and vengeful. And then that's a thing that she literally did and she just will not even mention it hardly. But that's what's so interesting about her is like she is always innocent. rewriting history. Oh yeah, yeah. innocent. So Ugh. if it's something that she did, she did in the past that she's now against, she's speaking about it like, oh, yeah, of course I regret this, but I'm so glad I found the way. But when, when it's something that other people are doing, she spares no words for them. It's, you know, you are you are evil and, and you are sinful and you are working against God's plan. Lori is a lot more hardcore about this uh traditional gender roles thing than even somebody like joe rodriguez yeah uh, who i had to work into this episode because i need to talk about jill with you jen well we can do the five se- five degrees of separation because jill is a real pearl diehard so right so jill is also i'm gonna talk about the pearls in a minute jill is also well known for selling plexus mm-hmm. and i think that Lori subtweeted her about this really yeah uh because lori tweeted about how even working as a mlm rep still counts as working outside the home okay if- that's bull because of the proverbs what is it which proverbs, proverbs 31? 31 she's making things and doing crafts right that's yes you can have a business did you hear our episode about how <laughs> Michelle Obama is literally the ideal Proverbs 31 woman? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will, I'll find the episode and send it to you. I know we have a huge back catalog and it takes a while to get through. So I'll find the episode. But if you go verse by verse, line by line, there is not a single line that Michelle Obama does not fulfill. No, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll take that clip and I'll make it into one of those video clips and I'll post it on the TikTok. By the way, if you're listening to this show, please go and interact with our TikToks because we've been shadow banned from TikTok because they, the algorithm doesn't like us for some reason. So please go interact with all of our content on TikTok so that we get on shadow banned. Yes, um, please help us on TikTok. I'm going to follow please, you right now because I didn't even know you had a TikTok. 
See, that's the other part of the problem. You know, we got it like back in the a couple of years ago when we first started doing the podcast. And we'd post stuff on it from like time to time, and then we switched to a new distributor for our podcast a couple like a month ago. And the new distributor has like a, a the the app that makes those like audio clip video things that you can just post on social media so you it'll just like transcribe it for you and you just post like a picture in the background and so i'm just like sweet i'm just gonna make a ton of these and i made a ton of them and just started posting them on tiktok and they think that i'm spamming because yeah and but i'm just like i'm just trying to you know i hate when you're like trying to because I will purge my followers or likes sometimes, and it'll be like, you're doing that too fast. You're unfollowing too many people. I'm like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do with my own follower list? I hate these people. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I got that on I got that on Instagram when I finally like had a breakdown moment <laughs> and unfollowed all my fundy friends from college. Oh. <laughs> uh, but now I just go back and stalk them on Instagram. Did you see so-and-so had a fourth baby? <laughs> I have like Four, Kyle Sanderson. Those are rookie numbers, man. I have like yeah. Kyle Sanderson friends who have deconstructed. So we go through and look at people's profiles and talk shit about how funny they still are. It's really fun. Man, um, J Rod is I mean, it's I mean, that's like the funny equivalent of uh find of like when your friend finds your ex's dating profile hmm. and then and then sends it to you. And okay, so here here's the thing about J Rod. Speaking of people with too many kids. Um, she sells Plexus and Yeah. And when Lori posted about MLM still count as working outside the home, you wicked sinful heathen, uh, she she name dropped a couple MLMs, and one of them was Plexus. So that is I specific. Think, I think that was a Jill subtweet, and you can't tell me otherwise. Of course, Jill Rodriguez has also been known to cozy up to Debbie Pearl. I think Nuri and Kaylee actually lived with the Pearls for a while. I did not know that. Yeah, doing some kind of, you have to look this up, but they did some kind of weird, like, they just went to assist the pearls in their ministry for a while and lived at their house. Speaking of people who have medical problems that won't die, um, remember when Michael Pearl had a heart attack? Whoa! <laughs> this was no. like a couple years ago. His daughter talked about it on Facebook, and I was like, not fingers crossed, but <laughs> I wasn't not interested <laughs> I mean, oh, I can say I'm, this stuff. I don't care. I don't have who's going to come after me. Jeez, I mean, I'm not. I've, I've oh, said some wild try. stuff, but usually that ends up on the "I gave it all" tier of the Patreon. Um, <laughs> and there was a supercut coming for uh, both of our "I gave it all" tier Patreon subscribers. Michael Pearl is like my number one. Like I, it's on site. So like, See, I, like Steven Anderson is the one ooh. that I just gets under my skin worse. <laughs> Dude, I kept calling Lori in my first episode. I kept calling her Lori um, Anderson. So it's like, yeah, because, it just seems well, like I mean, she would be a sister wife. Steven Anderson's wife reposts transformed wife content. But she has on her- said anti Pearl stuff. Right, Zuzu. Well, she's a she's a loose cannon. Zuzu's a loose Dude, cannon. Dude, I love Zuzu. I'm not. I don't like actually love her. <laughs> it's the same way that I say that the transformed wife is iconic because Zuzu does not hold back, and she's like got that like dry German wit, and she does not yes. give a. F- yeah, she's a lot of fun for a like, fundy. Stephen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Anderson, the the man who like pissed himself in his car because he got tased by border control agents. Is that the same Steven Anderson that we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. That guy. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. A-cab Just making except sure. for the ones that taste Steven Anderson. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so I have a I have a very serious question. And this is about how Jill Rodriguez and Lori Alexander have both really tried to cozy up to Debbie Pearl. Which one of them is Debbie more annoyed with? Like, which one is the kid that's like, why can't you be more like your sister? Oh, I got like, it. Go ahead. I think that Debbie secretly very much dislikes Jill because, um, do you remember, this is niche, okay, it was Kaylee's courtship announcement or something and debbie mm -hmm. commented like oh the cars are really loud or like something like like mm -hmm. and then you said uh, two of the girls stayed with her i feel like she was probably mean to them and made them do mm -hmm. domestic labor um i feel like debbie and Lori are probably friends here's the here's the other thing though here's the thing that i uh, the one reason why i would think that might not be true is because we had, I think it was somebody in our Facebook group talked about how they met J-Rod in person. And apparently, if you meet J-Rod in person, she is like the most charismatic and engaging person to meet. Really? And yes. Oh, yeah. Like, she's a, she's a lunatic on the internet. Like, when you meet her <laughs> on the internet, when you see her on the internet, you're just like, who the f*** is this person? Like, what is what is her dealio? And when apparently, when you meet her in person, she's just like so charismatic and so engaging mm -hmm. and she'll look you right in the eye and you'll just like and you're just like she's got like that aura around here man like she like she wouldn't have blown up to the level that she was if she wasn't both bat insane and also just like a really charismatic person that's the thing you can be like just some crazy person and you could just say stuff on the internet but no one will pay attention to it. people will just be like oh that's a crazy person but if you're a crazy person who's also super charismatic and who people like and who people talk to then that gets engagement and people will see that and that'll build and build and build and build so i think that um like debbie pearl is probably like j-rod's a bit embarrassing on the internet but like when we hang it's like you know we're tight whereas Lori alexander seems like the type of person who's just like i like you know she hypes my brand but i hate her because she's such a pain in the ass i bet she's passive aggressive in real life oh yeah she just like seems she like the most like rudest meanest person that you could ever like sadie you're in the, you're into like college football or you're into like uh, jen are you into sports at all no no, like you. Well, you know, like when you hang out with with fans who are who are like fans of the same team as you, but their opinions about the team are dog. Shit. Like it's it's kind of like <laughs> I that. could say that about some fundy snarkers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, I'm biting my tongue here because I have like comedy stuff I want to say. Okay, just imagine like Lori going to Debbie's house and they're like hanging out in the kitchen. She's like, "Hmm, when's the last time you cleaned this microwave?" Yes. Or like, <laughs> oh, you put oranges in the fridge. Interesting. Or this is like this is exactly what I see. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to like outfundy each other, like quoting scripture back and forth <gasps> yes. around like a super niche point. My friend Megan gets mad at me because I don't have a Brita filter. Um, so I, that's like the kind of that's that's like the kind of thing that that. Uh, oh, you're drinking tap water, Debbie? Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm straight and drinking tap. I don't give a. F I'm drinking Skykill River Punch. <sighs> that's what I'm drinking every single day. It makes your bones go strong because it's like high metal content. It's uh, I'm <laughs> tap water because the crunchies in Portland took the fluoride out of ours. <laughs> I need the taste of the Different fluoride kind of to know it's real. Yeah, you got to taste it. It's got to like. <laughs> so, I see. I I see Jill 
and Debbie, like I've seen all of these different types of fundy interactions, right? <laughs> so I, I see Jill and Debbie as having like a great time together in person. Like they can get together, they can put on the hardcore fundy mask and fellowship. They have sweet fellowship. Um, yeah, I bet Jill like, is the life of the party. Yeah. And like the thing <laughs> is that, that charismatic fundies exist. Um, I, I've talked on and on about how Jack Scop, it was like meeting a celebrity. He had just this magnetic personality. And I hope Jail just rotted it right out of him. But he was. He was he was very magnetic, engaging, just a ch- electrically charged kind of person. What about did you see this when you were fundy? Um, his sermon about the shaft? I was there, Jen. <gasps> you were? I was there. I was in the audience. I was actually sitting next to, um, we call him Richard on the show. That's his pseudonym. Uh, but he was my very first funny date. And I was 7, 16. <laughs> oh, yeah. but you'll never forget that day. Nope. Um, I was, I must have just turned, I must have just turned 17. And he was 21. He was a college, Bible oh. college student. That's normal in Fundy. That's not even an <laughs> age gap in Fundy. Um, and of course, like we weren't smooching or anything because we were super Fundy. And I'm friends with him now and like we're cool. But I was sitting next to him uh, on like my second Fundy date ever. And I did not know what masturbation was. So I did not know what Scop was doing, but I knew I felt major oh. ick. And I just, it was so uncomfortable. And it was like Richard on one side <laughs> and my brother on the other side, who's who oh. like 15. And both of them are getting very uncomfortable. And I just, I can feel the tension in the room. Like this is wrong. Something is wrong. But I didn't know what that looked like. So oh, I, I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew something was weird. Yeah, but yeah, I was there. I could take you to the exact seat I was sitting in. Well, I'm sorry to bring up that awful memory for you. I was just trying to make fun of him. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm totally like desensitized to that one. <laughs> I was also, so like three months later, right before Richard and I broke up, I was at the ladies conference at First Baptist Church of Hammond. And I was sitting next to Richard's mother in church because we were having a like, get to know the person your son is dating thing. Mm. And Scop went on another highly sexual sermon <laughs> about how women have to serve their husbands and like all of this. And I'm sitting next to like, you know, the mother of the dude I'm seeing. Like, can we get some loaves and fishes around here? Like, why is every sermon got to be? Scop <laughs> was like that towards the end. He wasn't like that earlier. Like, this is a guy that I knew for like, we were family friends. He was friends with my dad. Like they, my dad babysat his kids. So like he was a family friend and I knew him my whole life and he was not, something happened to him. He was not always like that. Maybe he got a brain tumor. Power. (laughs) Possibly. I think the power got to him. I think he was just not equipped to cope with the, the power that he had. Um, he is, uh, and I hate to speak nicely about him because I hate his guts. He is incredibly intelligent. His, he is very high IQ. He That's is what makes these very, people dangerous. Yeah, he is very charismatic. He is a very smart man, and he's got a great personality when he turns it on. He is ugly when he wants to be, 
And he is so charismatic when he wants to be. And he got himself in a position where he would inherit power. And then he inherited the power and it ate his soul. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Jack Scott. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so anyway, uh, I, I do see Jill as maybe not dissimilar. Jill has a very similar personality to some of the bigger name pastor's wives that I've known. Yeah, and isn't, yeah, uh, what is this, David? I was going to say Shrek. He's a wannabe pastor. And she wants that status. He's a wannabe, and she wants that status of being a big name, excuse me, a big name pastor's wife whose husband pastors a huge church. And she knows that she will never achieve it because she hitched her wagon to the wrong star. Mm. <laughs> and that's why she is the way she is. The great tragedy of Jill Rodriguez. Hey, can we um can we go take up the offering break? Because we have like a little fun game to play when we get back. All right, let's go do that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Sadie here. If this is your first time listening to the Leaving Eden podcast, make sure you go back and check out episode 57. It's a primer episode for new listeners. That episode tells my personal story and gives you all the terms and information that you'll need to know going forward. Also, check out our cult true crime series, The First Family of Fundamentalism, so that you can get the whole cult story. If you like our show, you can support us by joining our Patreon, where we have extended and uncensored episodes, as well as other bonus content available. You can also join in the discussion in our Facebook group, that group is called Eden Exodus. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your worst enemy. The Leaving Eden podcast is a fully independent podcast, and we really appreciate your support. Now, back to the show. We are back from our break. Thank you guys so much. It's me and Sadie, and we are here with Jen of Fundy Ooh. Friday's fame. Uh, still here with you, Jen, and we're so happy to be here with you. I feel like we've really hit the big time, to be honest. Uh, Jen, as we know, I, I'm going to keep saying this, is uh, the leader of the Fundy Snark movement. Um, yes, much like Josh Harris is the leader of the oh God, yeah. <laughs> this week, we're, we're talking about Lori Alexander, uh, the, the, the transformed wife. So the wild thing about uh, uh, Lori Alexander and, and a lot of her views is that what I've read of them is that they're very much in line with the things that I had to read when I was doing all of the research for last week's episode on incel forums. Like, honestly, I feel like if you took an incel's brain out of their head and put it in, in like a woman's body, then that's how you would get Lori Alexander. It, it's because there's only so many ways to hate women. <laughs> it's true. Um, 
<laughs> and generally, if you hate women, then you're going to have a lot in common with other people who hate women. Um, yeah. Hey, I mean, if you hate an entire, like, nearly half of the population, not counting non-binary people, you're, you're going to have to take friendship where you can find it. <laughs> well, if you hate women, you probably also hate non-binary people as That's well. That's true. Um, That's true. Anyway, I thought that this would be an opportunity for us to play a game. I think that we should play a game where we can we have to like decide whether a quote is by <laughs> an incel or by the transformed wife, Lori Alexander. So these are all uh, either quotes from Well, I'm, I'm going to read the quotes and then uh, uh, will I have Sadie and, and Jen guess them? Because I know that I know the ones that are the incel quotes because I like, I feel like I'm going to be good at this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so um, these are all quotes from either Lori Alexander or, or quotes from uh, Reddit user, uh, women only love Chad. No! Uh, this is, that, that's the name, of, I, I kid you not. Like, no, because like when I was doing the research for the episode, I was like finding a bunch of like actual incels in. To like track and document. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. track and document. And this this guy here was was extremely outspoken. His, his Reddit username is women only love Chad. And um, so I figured that I would take some of my favorite quotes of his and, and play a game out of them. So, mm. um, so I'm going to read the first quote and you're going to tell me whether or not you think it's from Lori Alexander or whether it's from uh, a women only love Chad. Okay. So quote one. Okay. Men are the majority of people selflessly risking themselves like firefighters and advancing civilization. Without men, women would be living in huts in 2021. I think that's a Laurie quote. Uh, yeah, the, the word selflessly makes me think Laurie. She loves firefighters. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> her love of construction workers later, too. <laughs> that is a quote. From Reddit user, no! women only love Chad. That is not, uh, but I oh. told you guys that <laughs> shame, <laughs> shame on this man and shame on Lori Alexander for allowing herself to be so horrible that something like that could conceivably come She's out. She's going to be mouth. like, I made some new friends on Reddit today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's, here's another one. Um, the sexual behavior of women is the deciding oh. factor in cultural success. Sorry, I might need to blanket train my dog. <laughs> Jesus, just kidding. Christ. He's a baby. I would never hurt him. <laughs> you know, you don't have to blanket train until six months. You're fine. <laughs> so what did I miss? So this, this quote is, the sexual behavior of women is the deciding factor in cultural success. Now I'm I'm totally second guessing myself because of that first one. I'm gonna say it's Reddit. That is, say, did you want to give a guess? I re no, I remember this one. I know the answer this, to this one. This is Lori Alexander. Oh, damn this it! One is Lori Alexander? See, we're we're zero for two. This that is a hard I, game. The, this that, is a, that's the point. <laughs> okay, so here's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with another one. Um, tell me what you think of this one. So it's the radical feminist goal was to dismantle the nuclear family and make women superior than men. Yes, they screamed equality, but if you read enough of their writings, they falsely believe that women are superior to men. Who is that? Is that Lori Alexander or is that Reddit user Women Only Love Chad? That one's got to be Lori. 
I think it's women only love Chad. No, it's Lori Alexander. Damn that's it. that's Lori Alexander. Dude, re- take my title away. I am no longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. Okay, okay. Here's okay. Here's another one. Maybe I I don't know uh, if this is easier or harder. Um, here we go. Okay, women can get casual sex with such ease. <laughs> A woman saying she's slept with many guys is like a rich teen saying he owns a Lamborghini. That's that Reddit. one's easier. That one's Reddit because of the Lamborghini. Yeah, see, that's the giving away. See, see, if I had changed Lamborghini to luxury car, then it would have been Lori <laughs> Alexander. What's that? What's sure. a car that was like big in the eighties? Uh, <laughs> a, a Lamborghini, actually. Oh, there you yeah, go. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So you guys are, uh, uh, Jen, you are uh, uh, one for four, which is, I mean, you could, you could battle it back and you could get back to, to 50% here, which is um, a passing grade in <laughs> Europe. Uh, <laughs> what about not in America. Um, yeah. If, if you're homeschool, if you're homeschooled with AC, what's, what's passing grade in ACE homeschool, Sadie? I think it varies by the school. At my school, it was 80 Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. wow. Higher standards, but the education. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know all about how the Loch Ness Monster is a proof of the flood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have yeah. you ever been to the Creation Museum? I actually have not. She's been to Kent Hovind's Dinosaur Park. <gasps> you went to the Dino Land? Oh, my God. Yes, I went to the original Dino Land, like, before he got kicked out of Pensacola. I swung on the giant dino swing and, like, oh. excavated fossils <laughs> in his sandbox. That sounded mm. that sounded dirty. Uh, <laughs> that was not my intention. <laughs> so, okay, do you want to do like one more quote or two more quotes? I've got there's there's two quotes left. Okay. Um. So here's here's one of them. The false portrayal of being pro life as misogyny is just feminists being feminists again and wanting to look oppressed. Is that Lori Alexander or is that Reddit user Women Only Love Chad? I think it's Reddit because honestly, that sounds too smart to be Lori. I think it's maybe Lori and she plagiarized it from someone else. <laughs> Jen, you are correct. Oh, look at that. That oh is Reddit God. user women only love chat. <laughs> and uh, 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 finally, our mm-hmm. last one. A woman's strength is for nurturing life, nurturing beauty, and creating a home. A man's strength is for fighting. They fight nature to subdue it. They fight their enemies who threaten our livelihoods from within and from without. They fight to protect and to provide for those they're responsible for. Lori Alexander or Reddit incel? That is a lot of like fight, fight, fight for Lori. It's very on brand for her message. All that fighting sounds kind of incel-y though. Um. I'm going to go with Lori, although I'm not confident in my answer. I'm going to go with Reddit. I'm not confident either. (laughs) That is Lori Alexander, the transformed wife. So uh, I think you you guys both got three each, I think we both got (laughs) 50-50 somehow. See, like I said, like you can't tell one way or the other whether these things came out of Lori Alexander's mouth or whether they were typed by... Reddit incel women only love Chad. I think that, <laughs> like, obviously there are probably some incels who consider themselves to be Christian, but I feel like the literally the only difference in the philosophies is the Christianity. 
Yeah. No, like that's, I mean, that's, that's a huge part of it. Cause I mean, as, as, uh, as if people are listening to our show, if they heard on last week's episode, the, it, there's very much the same, there's a, a kind of purity culture that's different, but it very much operates on the same, a lot of the same ideas. Well, I guess I didn't know that. Cause I would have thought that incels would be happy as long as they got to have sex with somebody like regardless of marriage. Well, they would. Yeah. But it's, it's the, the idea of like female virginity is still very yeah. much a thing. And this, it's the same elevation of sex to being the most important thing that a person does or doesn't do a defining yes. factor. It It is the, like one of the principles of their philosophy on both sides. Like it's yeah. concerned with sex and yeah, you're right. And like, and, and the, the idea that sex fundamentally changes a person and who they are. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want, I, I want to point out, I feel like is very worth pointing out is how many different topics Lori feels qualified to speak on. So I'm that's gonna, very fundy ish though. I'm they they like, talk about everything. They think that if it's, sorry, yeah, I got a lot of opinions about this. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, just that, like, fundies say, you know, we're in the world, but not of the world, yet mm-hmm. they're, everything they talk about is the world, which, mm-hmm. that's, and from my perspective, that makes sense, because I'm like, duh, you can't live in the world and not be of it, right? Um, right, or like, you know, even in-universe, like, didn't God put you in this particular place and time on purpose? Or did, yeah. like, that whole, like, God who does everything on purpose go out the window for you oh, all Oh, no, are you talking about predestination? <laughs> no. <laughs> Except for um, yes. Except for no. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what I'm saying is they think that since they can get all their answers from the Bible, that that means that they get to speak on everything. Mm-hmm. So, there is also a scripture verse that... I wanted to pull up that maybe explains why Lori thinks she can talk about everything. I am reading this from King James, so so TW for anybody who needs that. Uh, this is Titus chapter 2, verse uh, 3 through 5. The aged women likewise, that they be in behaviors, becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So that verse is used within fundamentalism to basically make a younger woman listen to anything an older woman has to say. Yeah. Because they're, they're supposed to like be experts on everything. And I think that maybe shines a light on why Lori thinks she has to have an opinion about everything. I mean, yeah, but she was going to do that regardless. That that is there. There's a reason that that she thinks she's not only entitled to have an opinion about everything, but she's obligated to have an opinion about everything. It's her burden. <laughs> it's like you know how when you go on Twitter and you see somebody who's like. Twitter bio is like 80 different ideologies and like 80 different policy positions. But yes. like, it's not like I'm a political candidate running for office and you need to know what my position on XYZ policy is. It's like, I need to, like, you're just some guy that is, I guess, feels the need to tell everybody how you feel about, um, trade policy and and like uh, uh free trade and yeah. also like like the the economy and whether you're a neoliberal or they, not or you're this or you're that or you're the other thing and you need to like let everybody know like what subset or it's also like metal bands where they'll you can have an entire genre of metal that's just one band yes <laughs> 
So, so on that note, I would like to jump into Lori's worst takes highlight reel. <laughs> oh, God. Always updating. Yes. Uh, so I've got some new stuff. I've got some classic stuff <laughs> in here. Uh, the first one, of course, I wanted to talk about is the men prefer debt-free virgins without <laughs> tattoos. Because that's what broke her. Like, into the that's what made people aware of her. It just seems like a Mad Lib. <laughs> like, she's just throwing in random adjectives. <laughs> also, I just want to say, I, as a man, my dating history says otherwise. <laughs> um, if you aren't drowning in under $50,000 of student debt, then you probably don't hate yourself enough to date me. <laughs> oh, this, one, <clears throat> this one is interesting to me because it combines several niche factors of fundamentalism that don't always go together. Um, that that's kind of fascinating to me, and that I think is very indicative of who Lori is. A lot of fundies kind of have their thing that they're all about, right? It'll be about the the King James Bible, or modesty, or uh, hating on people with different colored hair and body mods, like Jill Rodriguez. One yeah, of her she picks things, on that a lot. She really picks at people's weight and body size she picks at brightly colored hair uh tattoos piercings and of course any and all trans people that she comes across or suspected trans people right yeah. oh f her for that um for all of it but th that's so that's like that's like one thing and then being debt free is another thing that's a big uh gothard principle of course it also ties into like dave ramsey mm -hmm. that's a whole other subset of fundies for whom that is their thing and then purity culture virginity culture is like the girl defined fundies that's their major thing and then modesty would be like the subset of that thing except for when bethany decides that it's Ugh. no longer immodest to wear shorter alls because she now <laughs> wants to it, it's really interesting to see those like three branches of fundamentalism come together in one concise sentence you're right because like to a like the random outsider just like a funny sentence but we're able to pick out like what each thing like what it's a dog whistle for I think that's what makes her both so interesting and so frustrating to me as a person because she's almost breaking fundy social norms <laughs> by doing by being so broad in her content. Mm -hmm. If I can put myself back in fundy brain, it is, I almost think if I had encountered her in my fundy years, I might have thought, why does she think she's an expert on all of these different things? Oh, interesting. I almost wonder, like, <laughs> if I might, and this is really hypothetical, but I do stay in touch with Fundy Brain because of doing this show. I almost wonder if I would have thought, why is this woman trying to set herself up on a pedestal for everybody to listen to about every topic? Because that's so atypical to be as broad in your pet peeves and things you hate and things you preach against as she is. Right. Cause I'm thinking about like the hookers are specifically known be like, they're the people who you talk to when you want marriage advice or there was, or if you're like, I need financial advice, I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to Tom Kimmel and then I'm going to get all my money stolen in a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> so like the, it's, it's very much a, a thing like a, 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 a like a specialist heavy uh, a subculture yeah and it's also um i think in fundydom you you want to have a guy for that 
It's like, um, it's a culture of, oh, you need bus, you need help with your bus ministry. I got a guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need help with your youth, youth ministry. I got a guy. You need marriage help. I got a guy. And Jack Scoff, when he wrote that terrible, terrible mental health book, he was trying to become the mental health and counseling guy. And of course, we all see where that got him. Jail. <laughs> But that's like how, that's how he ended up counseling this minor that he should not have been counseling and how he ended up committing a terrible crime and going to jail. I think a lot of it, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think um, Lori's just probably always had a really strong personality and she's liked to teach and counsel because, Mm -hmm. you know, she was a teacher. And then she said in some of her videos that she used to and still does counsel women at her church. And I feel like she tried to focus all that energy into this ministry, but it's backfiring because nobody wants to hear this in current year. So I just think it's interesting that I have a feeling that if it wasn't for the Internet, she would still be doing this kind of thing offline. She just yes. really likes to help people in her way. I don't know, because she gets super defensive about it. You're right when you were saying, like, what gives her the right to say this kind of stuff? Because she'll always be defensive and say, well, I'm not teaching everyone. I'm only teaching women. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, women can't speak in the church. I'm not doing that. I'm just doing it online. So, I had initially thought that Lori's nickname on the snark forums of Aunt Lori was a reference to the ants in The Handmaid's Tale. And if you haven't read the book, seen the movies, uh, the ants are older women or women who are not able to have children who police and control and uh, gatekeep access to the women who are able to bear children. That's why that's why I thought her her nickname as Aunt Lori was a Handmaid's Tale reference because that's who I feel she's trying to be. She would probably hate, you know, that comparison, which makes me <laughs> want to call it to her more. <laughs> like, Well, she's a woman who is upholding the patriarchy that oppresses other women while she yeah. is somewhat insulated from the worst effects of it. And that's how a lot of, you know, patriarchy and like white supremacy works is that Mm -hmm. they, this is the one tiny sliver of power that they get. So they're Mm going to, they're going to run with it. And this is the only approved job slash ministry she can do. So yeah, she's, she's putting her her whole loracy into it. Well, to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know who is going to text me about that joke immediately when they hear it? Dinah Dina Housefire. Housefire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, I'm like the the thing that I'm thinking of right now though, because when you were talking about how she's talking about like every single topic and how she likes to teach on every single topic in ways that I guess not to bring him up twice in the same episode on purpose, but I'm you know who I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Kanye West again. Cause yep. he's like he his whole thing is he's like, I want to be an educator i want to be a teacher because that's the kind of person who he says oh people look up to educators people look up to teachers and i want to have people look up to me and listen to me and that's how you get people to respect you and 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 acknowledge you and and say you're the greatest you're the smartest please tell me everything that you know he wants to be a teacher but he doesn't want to do the part of the job that means oh i have to actually listen to other people to learn stuff before i go teaching yeah i have to learn things and read things and then write lesson plans and <laughs> all that you can't just say i'm i'm a, super mean like i'm a genius 
therefore everything that comes out of my ho- out of my mouth is the words of a genius therefore it's right like it's the same sort of thing with the funnies where they're just like well my i know everything because it comes from the bible and i know the bible so therefore everything that i say is right because it's coming from the bible like it's the exact same thing that Lori's trying to do here where she's like i'm trying to teach on every single topic because i know the bible and the bible is right morgan used to do that a lot where she would say like we have authority because God gave us the authority as children of God. We we are allowed to say these things, and we have you know. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's like that. Love those thought stopping cliches, man. There's information yep. control, cult control, man, cult control. It's real. So uh, let let's go to the next. Uh, this is a new Lori post that happened actually just a couple days before we got in here to record this episode. Oh, new Lori post just dropped. <laughs> new, yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up so I can read it. Okay, I'm just going to read her tweet. Uh, this is from, yeah, February 17th of 2023. This is pretty fresh. Uh, a man at Target took my returned item. His fingernails were painted pink. I have no disgust for him or any like him. I grieve for him and prayed for him as I left. Okay. I grieve for all those who were lost in sin and in need of a savior. Their eternity is bleak without Christ. Why that's are you shopping you at Target? Shop- Sorry. <laughs> I was going to, mine was the same joke. I was going to say, that's what you get for shopping at Target. You should have gone to Walmart instead. <laughs> why Why is Lori shopping at Target when they have the huge Pride Month display every you year? You know, she did not leave silently. She 100% uh, said something. I, I would really, I mean, number one, I would like to know why she is shop- shopping at Target, um, otherwise known as the Den of Evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I would also, I think it's so interesting that she saw a person who she perceived to be a man who was wearing nail polish and immediately. Yeah, you don't know that person. I mean, you don't, you don't know who they are. I mean, that could have hypothetically been a trans guy and then him wearing nail polish should fit completely within your views. Right, Lori? Right, Lori? (laughs) But also... But also, um, aside from the speculating on this person's gender, she assumes that they are not a Christian. Just from that, mm-hmm. your eternity is bleak without Christ. Well, what's Laurie's theology? Is she once saved, always saved? Uh, I would assume so. She hasn't said any. So the people who are who believe that you can lose your salvation, uh, or the people who are Calvinist, they tell you, <laughs> like you know, they they, you, they don't. They don't just go along and not say anything about it. And I've never, I have not seen Lori say anything along those lines. So I assume she's once saved, always saved. So what if this person said the sinner's prayer and got baptized as a bus kid when they were five years old? Their eternity won't be bleak without Christ, Lori. Their eternity will be in heaven because they got saved. I don't know. Just such a mess of wild accusations to make about somebody. And she was in the return line too. So, you know, she was like, ugh. No, see, that's why she was at Target because she it was she was probably returning like a Christmas gift that wasn't holy enough, <laughs> or she found out that that it was um that it was bought at Target and she went to return it so that she could go buy it at Walmart. Instead, yeah, and she probably didn't have the company. receipt, and she was like, "Well, why do I need it?" And she start caused a whole scene. <laughs> oh, can you imagine being the retail work? Like I've oh. I've worked retail before. You ever work retail, Jen? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can I, you, I mean, I'm I'm trying to imagine being the retail worker that has to and help Lori Alexander return an item that maybe she doesn't have the receipt for, or she's oh. like dissatisfied or something. Just ugh, my f- 
and she just now. stares at you like the way she stares at the camera in her TikTok videos. And she's looking at her lips. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Lori, Lori Alexander's on TikTok now? Yeah, I tried to watch she? some of her videos. Oh. Yes. Oh my God. We need to do a follow up episode. I tried to watch some of her videos last night and I just couldn't get through them. They were so bad. I'm like, wait, like bad is in quality or bad is in the things that she's saying or bad or both. Yes. Let's both. get Lori on cap cut. <laughs> Start making some edits. <laughs> Hold on. Is, is Lori on cameo? Can we get a cameo <gasps> from Lori Alexander? I doubt it, but um, I could resurrect my fundy email address and start emailing her for advice. <laughs> Are any are are any of the fundies on Cameo? Can we get like anybody? I mean, I bet Ginger Duggar, Sister Cindy's on there, and Ginger is. I yeah, bet Ginger Duggar's on Cameo. <laughs> That's the most f-ing Ginger Duggar thing to ever happen is to be on Cameo. Oh, uh, man. I just know Jeremy like sat her down and made her sign up for it. <laughs> Yeah, it, he's like, we need this cameo so that I can afford another uh, few months to learn how to hate gay people from John MacArthur. Oh, uh, oh yeah, and that article recently came out about um, John MacArthur's church, I'm pretty sure. And it happened like the week. Um, I, I, I want to go on that rabbit trail and I can't right now. <laughs> rabbit trail? Rabbit trail. Oh, yeah. Yo, so what's, <laughs> so what's the deal ra- with it? <laughs> what is the deal with rabbit trails, folks? <laughs> Okay, I think that it's a funny thing because Ginger said rabbit trail because the the way that I remember the way that it's supposed to be in my opinion is <laughs> rabbit hole which is from Alice in Wonderland which would make sense cuz I doubt that you guys were allowed to read that. I had a baldurized version. How do you baldurize a book about fucking <laughs> taking acid and like losing your goddamn mind? God, they have a baldurized version of everything in Fundy World. What about little women? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I read the original w- Little Women because my grandmother gave it to me. Do they have a balderized version of Fear of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? <laughs> because that's like the equivalent of like of of Alice in Wonderland. Like yes, the balderized version of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas uh, starts. We were in the desert, and then it and then it goes straight to the end. <laughs> It's about Jesus. What is the word that you're saying? I want to Google it. Balderizing? Balderize. B-O-W-D-L-E-R-I-Z-E. I can can give you a definition. So, Jen, (laughs) uh, in the late 1800s, I believe, women were slowly, slowly gaining more access to education and books that were previously considered inappropriate for ladies' eyes. One of the books that the ladies really wanted to read was works by Shakespeare. There was this guy, Thomas Thomas Bowdler, and I think he was a minister. Uh, And he wanted women to have access to basic education, which points for him for that. (laughs) But he felt that Shakespeare was just too rough for delicate ladies' eyes. And of course, if you look into Shakespeare, you'll quickly realize he might not have been all that wrong because Shakespeare is way dirtier than you think it is. Uh, references making the beast with two backs, for example. Okay. Uh, in Othello. Or jokes about maiden heads in Romeo uh, and Juliet. Yeah, there is there's so much sex jokes in Shakespeare <laughs> that is not even funny. Um so Thomas Bowdler rewrote Shakespeare to make it more appropriate for young Victorian era ladies and removed just removed references and words and jokes that he thought were not appropriate. So to bowdlerize is to change a usually a classic work of literature, um, but it can be applied in other scenarios, to okay. sanitize a thing while attempting to preserve like the thing itself. 
That's interesting because you were talking about Lori and the Handmaid's Tale. In the mm-hmm. second book, that's one of the things that the ants have to do is censor the the books. That it, it is, it's a form of censorship. But I had so, for example, uh, I read Macbeth in my high school literature class, and the famous line where Lady Macbeth shouts, "Out, damn spot!" Uh, was changed to "Out, foul spot." In my printed books. <laughs> so anyway, that's what valorizing is. Uh, should we go on to Lori's thoughts on voting? Can we do Ooh. that? Yeah, let's do, do it. Lori's thoughts on speaking of, you know, women's rights to education and so on and so forth. I would love to read you what Lori has to say about women voting. Ugh, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Here's, so here's, here's the picture. Are you still so thankful for your ability to vote women? Women overwhelmingly vote Democrat and for abortion. I wonder why. There are many good reasons God ordained men's to, men to be the leaders and ones in authority. Yes, there are bad men, but women weren't created to, to lead. And she references 1 Timothy 2.14. I feel safer in my bed at night knowing that Lori Alexander doesn't vote. Her views seem to be, she's kind of waffled on this. Her views seem to be that suff- like um, suffrage was bad. Women should never have had the legal right to vote. Since we do now, you're under your husband's authority. If he tells you don't vote, don't vote. If he tells you to vote, vote in alignment with whatever he votes for. Mm. I definitely, I heard this growing up. It wasn't that women shouldn't vote, but I did hear that you're under your husband's authority and you're obligated to let him tell you how to vote. I even knew IFB husbands and wives where the husband would go into the voting booth with the wife to fill out her ballot. That's a felony. Yeah. Yep, it sure that's is. That's legit a felony. That's that, mm-hmm. that's that's literally illegal. You can't do that. Like I don't know. I don't know how. The, like the the people who are working at the polls, literally, it, it's their job to say no. You can't go in there. She has to go in there by herself. It was fundy territory. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's voting fraud. That's voter fraud. Have we uh, opened up a congressional investigation into this? I want to hear <laughs> about this. Uh, we need we need an investigation into this. This is voting fraud. We need to change the laws about that. Or they're just, I mean, there might be some exaggerations in their stories. Yeah, I've seen people, I'm pretty sure I've seen people do that. I mean, I don't know. I think that if you think women shouldn't vote, then you shouldn't vote. Uh, um, this, You know, I think there's a reason why women shouldn't vote rhetoric bothers me more than almost any other anti-feminism rhetoric. Would you two be okay if I did like a quick self psychoanalysis on this go for it i live for it i think this bothers me more than almost anything else because the mainstream ifb did demonize suffragettes as rebellious women who wanted to step outside of god's plan however they're also really big on like the constitution and the founding fathers and they're huge on no taxation without representation so as a whole they tend to say, like, the husband should determine if the husband says you can't vote, you can't vote. And if the husband says you can vote, the wife should always vote in alignment with her husband. But the IFB generally believe that women should have the right to vote because women are taxed. Basically, their take is the suffragettes had a good, mm. I- good idea, but bad reasoning. And they, you know, went about it the wrong way. Where have we heard that? before what with you know the strikes and the marches and all that was open rebellion and they shouldn't have done that last week we were talking about the accusations of virtue signaling concept where you can't actually attack the merits of a concept so you just 
make an attack based on like vibes based on they went around this the wrong way or they're doing it for the wrong reasons like if you know for like they would on the bachelor um yes <laughs> i've never seen the bachelor but i know that doing things for the right or the wrong reasons is a thing on that show so the ifb is like generally cool with women owning property mostly for the purposes of using it as a tax shelter like an asset shelter for a husband who may or may not be committing felonies a lot josh duggar putting everything into anna's name around the time of his arrest do you remember that no idea what you're talking about officer yeah, right. Uh, was someone here downloading illicit material? Um, so, And they're fine with the IFB is not the worst of Christian patriarchy because they're fine with wives having access to a family-run bank account. They technically discourage women from having a separate account that their husband's name isn't on, but they don't like joint accounts are fine and even joint credit cards are allowed. From my understanding, too, IFB, um, they have no problem with women voting. Like, they want more voters to right. usher in their theocracy. So, right, as long as you're voting. As long as you're voting for who they want, they, they're all right. for it, right? That's why they have so many kids. So, it's very weird and antiquated. This, Like, this opinion seems random, almost, like, <laughs> that she has. Well, Lori breaks the mold when it comes to to a lot of these <laughs> doctrines because I mean, credit where credits due, she's consistent in her ideology. Whereas the IFB will break their ideology for uh, extremely opportunistic reasons whenever they want to. Yes. See, I just I generally feel like because the IFB believed that suffragettes who wanted financial and legal equality kind of had the right idea. They just took it too far and they shouldn't have been so rebellious, but what they actually wanted wasn't so bad. Women's voting rights were the closest thing I had to feminism growing up. Mm. That was the only approved way for me to engage with this idea. The only thing that was feminist that I was allowed to like or be interested in. So I, for me, I think that's why the women shouldn't vote rhetoric gets under my skin so bad. That's interesting. I just, I, w I wish I could know. I, I don't sit around and just regret coming up IFB because I don't find it helpful. That doesn't, you know, do anything for me in the life that I have now. One of the things I truly wish I could have experienced is a feminist upbringing. That sounds so cool. You know, it, that kind of reminds me of what you're talking to me about your Wizard of Oz lunchbox. Yeah. And th like that was the one thing that you had. The thermos. And then were, yeah. yeah. Or the thermos. And then they're just like, actually, Wizard of Oz is demonic. Yeah. You got to get rid of it. So I, I don't know. This one, this one gets to me and makes me mad in a way. I'm usually able to like laugh at Lori. Um, we can laugh at her for not knowing how economics works, though, if, you, if you're <laughs> interested. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, this, I think this one is a little more recent, too. Here's her tweet. Sadly, most families can't get by on one income. I hear this often. Do you know why? Feminism. Women <laughs> flooded the workplace, lowering wages, thus making it harder to make a living on one income. This is where stepping out in faith and trusting God comes into play. <laughs> this is the take that I heard so many times when I was doing my manosphere research. Yeah. It's like... I mean, you know, like the whole immigrant, like they took our jobs, like the South Park thing. Yeah. It's like that, but with women. Yes. I think Lori Alexander is advocating for a labor shortage and uh, double digit inflation. Uh, and and it, it, that's that's what she wants. That's what she thinks will make America 
great again, I guess, <laughs> is double digit inflation and a labor shortage. That one just cracked me up. It's like, ma'am, that is not, no, that's not how it. Also, what about the the woman that you employed as a nanny? You employed yeah. women. Yeah, but that was domestic labor, so that's okay. I cannot with this. <laughs> um, Jen, do you want to read her her thirsty tweet about construction workers that you sent me? Yeah, I'll I'll pull it up on Instagram, unless you have it. If I could talk like her with a lot of lip smacking. Okay. I love driving by construction sites and seeing all the men doing the heavy, backbreaking work with not a woman in sight. I love the differences between men and women, masculine and feminine, because God is good and his plan for us is good. I mean, the first part could be like a, a like a gay thirst tweet. You know? I've been watching like, a lot of Golden Girls lately, and this is just like a Blanche quote. Like this is <laughs> like she just goes on these tangents about these sexy men, and I'm like, that's that's blurry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she went to talk about the Simpsons again. You know the the steel workers <laughs> and the. <laughs> <laughs> when the Homer thinks Bart is gay and he takes him to a gay steel yes. mill by accident. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, not a woman in sight. Oh, man. Yeah, Lori's... She's something. Can yeah. we can we ask her if uh, looking at these construction workers doing backbreaking labor was equivalent to cleaning a toilet like a gross chore you don't want to do? <laughs> can that would break ask? her. <laughs> So I thought maybe we could end this episode uh, with my absolute new favorite Lori tweet. Oh, God. So uh, this one is, let me see, does it have a date on it? It might not. Yeah, this is from this year. This is from January of 2023. And this is maybe a fun note to end on. Lori says, just met a 23-year-old woman. Begin sharing how much I love being a wife, mother, and grandmother, and how the workforce never appealed to me. Explained how women weren't created for the workforce. I asked if she had a man in her life. She told me she has a girlfriend that she likes. Then it's got a sad face and a broken heart Crying emoji, heartbreak emoji. Yes. Shouts out to the 23-year-old lesbian or bisexual or pansexual young woman that got to flex on Rory Alexander in the supermarket. I bet it was Whoever Target. You are, you are our hero. No, like uh, the thing is, like Lori Alexander, all of her tweets have very strong, ma'am, this is a Wendy's vibe. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I just, I feel like whoever that person was, they are all of our hero today because they got to flex on Lori. My God, man. I can't imagine. Like, imagine if you met Lori Alexander in real life and she was like, I met this young mother and she had <laughs> aquamarine hair and it breaks my heart. Like, can you imagine? Like, I really, that, I really would be so interested to see what she would say because I have so many things about me that she would just virulent, virulently, violently. I'm going to try that again because I can't pronounce that word right today. Uh, there are so many things about me that she would just so violently disapprove of. Um, you know, I got tattoos and fun colored hair. Right now I'm wearing a shirt from a metal band. Uh, and But also, I'm a stay-at-home mother. I, yeah. I take care of my child. <laughs> you don't work outside the home, Sadie. I do, I do not. You do not I'm, work outside the home. I mean, last week I did for a day because I worked at somebody else's house with my kid. 
<laughs> but I, I um, would love to have the opportunity one day to tr- attempt to break her brain. Yeah, I wonder if that person was just saying as I would. I don't know. You have one. Sh- if you have one shot to say something to Lori and like end up on her Twitter, you take it. What, what would you say? See, I think I think my tactic would be looking like I look, but trying to show her all of the things that she would approve of. Mm. And just just to see the cognitive dissonance or see how she spins that to fit her narrative. Or start, yeah, start spouting off Bible verses to try to, you know, confuse her. So I was at, Jen, I was at um, a, a friend's house about an hour away from where I live last Saturday. And IFB Soul Winners came knocking on the door. <gasps> And they left before I could get to the door and I was so mad because I totally want, I was wearing like ripped jeans and a t-shirt and I have my blue hair and everything. And I really wanted to answer the door and start quoting scripture at them and see what happened. You could have taken them through the whole plan of salvation, man. I know. I'm so sad. I didn't get that opportunity. (laughs) Like, no, do come in. Come on. (laughs) If you saw, uh, if Lori Alexander saw you, what is the thing that she would be most objection, uh, 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 most most horrified and appalled by? I don't know. I have the trifecta. I have pink hair, tattoos, and I'm overweight. Like <laughs> she would Man. have a field day. J Rod too. J Rod. J Rod. No. See, the thing that I think I would get is because I have I, I have a nose piercing. I think that she would see me and she would assume that I was gay or bisexual because I have a nose piercing. Um. <laughs> And she would just say, I saw a man walking down the street and he had a nose piercing and it just broke my heart that this man wasn't doing manual labor and he wasn't a firefighter. <laughs> now, if he was a firefighter, I'd like to imagine what he would look like without a, sh- you know, because she's so horny. Yeah. No, it, it, it's for everybody true. except for her husband. R.I.P. Like, I, I moved from Portland to Philly and... Like in Portland, you know, I have I have a nose piercing and I have a couple of ear piercings, and you know, there that's just like regular straight dude. But like here in Philly, people, I get asked if I'm bisexual on a regular basis. Um, but I just assume that Lori Alexander would see me and she was just uh, immediately look at me and she'd just be like, "That man or something." <laughs> yeah, we don't even know. make it to conversation before she's already condemned us to hell. Yeah, I mean, and then she would find out that, and then I would tell her that I'm Jewish, and so then I see that's the thing. I don't. I wonder what does she? She doesn't tweet about the Jews, and that's what kind of disappoints me mm-hmm. a little bit. Is because I feel like she would have a lot of really spicy opinions about the Jews, and we would make fun of her, right? Because there's some fundies that are like super anti-Jewish, and then there are others that like are weirdly fetishist about it. I right, want to know where yeah, she I'm, falls. I don't know if she's like, uh, if, if if she's like a, a Daily Wire type fundy <laughs> or if she's like a steven anderson type fun mm-hmm. that's the 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 thing like is is she does she like us or do, does she think that like we're required to fulfill her <laughs> destiny of book of revelations or does she think that we're the cause of all of the wars in the world like that's the question there i gotta know and i'm kind of curious about where Lori alexander falls on this thing let's bring you know? her on Let's bring her on. <laughs> you know what? That's the, that's why we need a Lori Alexander cameo. Lori Alexander, if you're not on cameo yet, you got to get on cameo because I feel like a lot of people would be buying a cameo from Lori Alexander just to show off how like just uh, to see uh, what they get. Yeah, just it's to be like, like the get what you get tattoo machines. I don't know if you've seen oh, one of those. Wow. Like, they do yeah. like Plinko. It, that, but Lori, but Lori cameos. <laughs> There's a get what you get tattoo machine. Yeah, there's like several of them in Portland. It's like a gumball machine and you put your quarter in and then 
the little like plastic Easter egg thing comes out the bottom and whatever design is in that, that's what you get tattooed. Are they good designs? Like, wh- where yeah, is they're it? like they're like super classic designs. <laughs> On that note, I do think it's probably time to wrap up this episode. Um, I don't really have any final thoughts on Lori. I think I got it all out. D- Jen, do you have any final <laughs> thoughts or anything that you didn't get to say you wanted to say? Um, no. <laughs> no. See, my my brain is also mush. This has been enough, Lori, for me for a while. <laughs> Yeah, she's the final boss of Facebook racists, you know, like she's just. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I think like the correct response is kind of to poke fun at her because the things that she's saying are just so blatantly awful. And I think that that engaging with her seriously is too much of what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. It's more fun to just get on a call with uh, your old friend and your new friend and just (laughs) talk about her. This has been so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time and being on here with us. It's been we my have pleasure. Had, oh my gosh, this was this was incredibly fun, and I hope we get to hang out at some point again and talk about fundies. Absolutely. If you're not following Jen <laughs> and you like fundies snark, what are you even doing? Yeah, who? What's going on? Yeah, what? Jen is the leader <laughs> of the fundies snarking movement. <laughs> would you like Jen would you like to plug all of your social media anything that you have that you'd like to plug I got Patreon Instagram TikTok I have a Goodreads a lot of people ask me where like how I keep track of the books I read it's on Goodreads and those are all Fundy Fridays yep. or some permeation of the above yes awesome awesome thank you so much you can follow the podcast <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram and on TikTok at Leaving Eden Podcast. Please interact with our TikToks because we've been <laughs> shadow banned from the platform and it won't like promote our videos or anything at all. It's really annoying. And we're trying to get the word out about the show and I've been making hella clips, putting hella work into that. Please go interact with our videos so that the algorithm will like us better. Thank you. Um, the You can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Eden Exodus. You can join our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Eden Exodus. I'm sub to the subreddit. You know, the subreddit Yay! is good. It's fun. It's a great time. Um, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash leaving Eden podcast, where there will undoubtedly be an extended version of today's episode where we said a lot of <laughs> stuff that we do not want to be on public record saying that if you give us money, you can hear us say it. Uh, Sadie, plug your socials. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Hell Yes Sadie. You can follow me on Instagram at Sadie Carpenter Music and on TikTok at Sadie Carpenter One. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at G A V R I E L H A C O H E N. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Sadie, what are we talking about next week? Oh, it's the pastor school episode. Uh, Next week, I am telling a brand new trauma story that I don't believe I've told on this podcast before. The funny kind. Yay, Sadie triggers herself. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.